Hello, I'm Melissa Scott, Senior Managing Director with Glass Ratner's Healthcare Industry Group. As part of AHLA's Expert Insights podcast series, I'm here with Rebecca Matthews and Jennifer Wilcox at AHLA's annual meeting in Boston. They're presenting a session entitled Promoting a Paradigm Shift in Primary Care, Innovative Collaborations Between Hospitals and Health Centers. Rebecca and Jennifer, I'm excited to talk to you both about this topic today. Um, you want to start by telling a little bit about yourselves and your practice? Uh, sure. This is Jennifer Wilcox, and first I want to thank Glass Ratner for, for this opportunity and sponsoring this podcast. Um, I am Vice President of Legal Services at Yale New Haven Health System. We are a five-hospital academic health system in southern Connecticut, eastern, or the western, western Rhode Island, and uh, Westchester County. Um, we also have a significant um, physician foundation. Um, and I, prior to joining Yale New Haven, I was outside counsel at several firms representing hospitals within Yale New Haven Health System. I'm Rebecca Matthews. I'm a partner at Wigan and Dana. We're a regional firm with offices in Connecticut, New York, Pennsylvania, DC, and Florida. Uh, my practice focuses on healthcare, specifically transactions and regulatory matters in healthcare transactions, mostly with hospitals, academic medical centers. Lucky enough to work with Jennifer on a number of projects, and we're happy to be here. Great. Well, I appreciate you both taking the time to sit with us and talk to us a little bit more about this topic. Um, can you tell me one thing from the session that you'd like attendees to take away? So I think we're going to cheat and, and probably each take one or two things. <laughs> uh, I think one thing I hope people take away from the project or from our presentation is to really consider um, the fact that there can be a lot of competing roles and it's sometimes threading a needle trying to find out the best way to address issues that are that may be conflicting. We talk, we talk a lot about how the, the federal rules have, have one bent and then the state regulators might need something else and, and, and kind of coming up with a balance. Um, the other thing I hope people take away from it is planning, planning, planning. Um, and despite all of our planning, we still had curveballs, but planning and collaboration is really, really incredibly important and uh, you know, trying to really um, think about what, what might come up and, and collaborating with people in advance on making sure all the stakeholders are, are heard. Yeah, and I would just add to that, that on the collaboration, even though I represented, I was the in-house counsel representing the hospital in this transaction, I always had to keep the interest of the FQHCs, even though they were technically the adversaries or the other parties. Uh, we had to be aware of their particular requirements. We had to keep them, bring them to the table. We had to be sure they understood what we were doing, constantly communicating with them. And they also had a pretty reduced budget. So whereas with a, a, a sort of parallel organization, you would just go to their lawyer and you could have your conversations. We had to speak directly to the business leads a lot of times and to the physicians at these FQHCs. So that collaboration and that communication, keeping those channels open, uh, the, the way you speak, that, that was very important. What one piece of advice would you give a hospital or health center contemplating a collaboration agreement? Uh, again, I'm going I'm to cheat probably with a couple pieces of advice, even though I, I don't bill by the hour. I'm not a lawyer bill by, bills by the hour, so um, I don't have the incentive to, uh, to speak at length. But um, I think one piece of advice that the collaboration is very important, um, and from, from the lawyer's perspective, being very aware of what is going on on the operational side as well. I mean, so we drafted this nice collaboration agreement, but there were so many legal issues that came up associated with 
how the building was being designed, the workflow for the patients, the staffing model, um, you know, how the residents would, would interact. So um, it's not enough to just stay in your legal lane and say, oh, I'm going to do the documents. You really have to understand what the clinical leaders are trying to accomplish, um, remind them of the legal guardrails for that, um, and, and really stay involved at an operational and an implementation level. One of the factors you mentioned, that the collaboration must improve overall care for patients by preserving best of each current model, is that hard to measure? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, how should an entity thinking about collaboration go about showing care improvement? Well, one of the factors of the collaboration that Rebecca and I spoke about is we're moving two FQHCs onto the EPIC electronic health record. Our hospital is already on EPIC. And, um, that will give us just much more ability to dive into the data, to do data analytics, to track things. Um, but you know, it, it is still going to be still going to be an uphill climb trying to figure out what we measure. Are we measuring the right things? I think we'll be able to look at, you know, reduced ED visits. We're hoping to see that um, reduced utilization of uh, you know high end imaging. Um, because we'll be able to reduce the duplication and have more insight, you know, direct line of sight into the care provided to all of these patients. Um, but it's going to be challenging, you know, you know, beyond that, beyond utilization and efficiency. First, we're all going to have to agree on what does it mean to improve care. And that's part of what the physician steering committee has been doing and part of the operations team for this project. Okay. Can we all agree on what are the goals we're trying to meet and the goals we're trying to improve? Is it getting, you know, behavioral health screenings, you know, per number of visits? Is it, um, you know, so, you know, diabetics getting their, um, getting their foot exam and how that's going to be documented? So we need to get folks to agree on those things that constitute an improvement in care and then figure out how we're going to measure them. Rebecca, do you have anything? No, I think that's I think that's very helpful. I think there is a, a lot of um, room still to grow on determining how uh, how you can measure care improvement. It is going to be difficult, but as Jennifer said, the parties are really um, dedicated to it and are going to be looking at different metrics and 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 continually evaluating and reassessing. And I think it is it's a very innovative collaboration. I know we've heard the word innovation probably in the you know title of half the sessions here, but I. I do think we're looking at new ways of collaborating with health centers and not just you know, picking up our primary care center and handing it over to uh, an FQHC. We really are trying to create that ongoing collaboration. And so I think we're going to, when we talk about measuring care improvement, um, some of the criticisms about the, um, the metrics that are used now are that you know, the, those five care standards, um, they're easy to measure, but they really don't measure what's going on with patients. So I think our innovation is going to have to continue as we figure out ways, looking at these specific patient populations and looking at their specific needs. What do we really want to measure rather than the, you know, just the age caps or the HEDIS or the other sorts of uh, quality metrics that are out there? I think this probably goes back to the prior question, but uh, in terms of uh, hospitals and health centers contemplating and collaboration, I think Jennifer has said it so well in terms of really focusing on the patients and focusing on the overall goals. And, you know, no party came into this um, without thinking about the the perspectives of the others, and, and Jennifer said it very well in terms of the hospital is constantly thinking about what is the perspective of the health centers, what is the perspective of the patients, because this is something that um, you know everybody wants to do together for a particular purpose, and so nobody's sort of coming in with a with a specific agenda without considering the aspects of the other stakeholders. Right, and the lawyers have to have that as well, not just the operational and the business leads. They have to be thinking about. You know, the needs of the patient and kind of keeping that at the front and center. It can't just be about economics. If a hospital's going into this thinking, oh, we're going to save money by doing this and that's the end of story, then they're not going to get very far. Uh, the patients do have to be at the center of it and the unique needs of the health centers um, and, and the physician partners as well. 
Do you have any other key takeaways or pearls you'd like to share with your AHLA colleagues on this topic? Uh, I don't I think everybody has their sort of checklist of regulatory considerations, and, and we provided a really long one for, for an arrangement <laughs> like this. Um, uh, I think that one, of, one of the takeaways is I mean, we've used a variety of different law firms, so people bring different things to the table. We have one law firm that's expert in FQHC law, and that's been crucial. Rebecca has been great on the transaction and the state approval side, but it's recognizing you need different levels of expertise, and so um, if you know, you know healthcare lawyers, particularly in outside practice, have a particular niche or can position themselves that way, um, you know, we, we've had to work with a variety. We've worked with a, you know, one lawyer from one of the FQHCs is essentially really a real estate lawyer because they see this as a real estate transaction in a lot of ways, but it turns out she has a background in FQHC and bond financing as well, so she's been uh, a very useful partner too. So. Um, and I think, and the lawyers have been very collaborative. I think that's one thing that has made this possible is that you know, as we're focusing on collaboration, we have been collaborative on all sides. Well, I think that's great feedback. Thank you both so much for taking the time to chat with me. And that's a wrap. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you.